0: So yeah, I um, have been teaching meditation for probably about 15 years, Um, and you know, taught meditation to thousands of people, I would say, definitely, and talked to a lot of them also like this, like before, you know, and after, and I feel like everybody meditates for the same reason um, and it's like the place that they want to get to and it's just a place where you feel whole you feel well yeah you feel peaceful you feel like it's okay like everything's okay like i'm okay the world's okay like i can just relax and let go and that's kind of that place in the center that center of wellness that everyone's looking for you know emotionally mentally right um, and that's also spiritual if you will right a lot of people turn to religion turn to spiritual practices to find that place of wellness that our culture is kind of moving farther and farther away from and it's noise and superficiality and busyness and all of this um, so starting from that place of wellness that we're looking for then when I look I see how everybody's out of that place and everyone's kind of out of it in different directions if you will Um, so some people are trying so hard to get better that that very effort that they're putting in is causing them to have stress um, versus just letting go and and allowing themselves to relax and feel good some people actually are afraid of feeling good. They, they have only known chaos, they have only known kind of pain or discomfort, other things going on. Um, some people are escapists, they've made enough bad experiences with the present moment that they think the present moment is dangerous, so they try to always get out of the present moment. Um, or they sit in the present moment and see all the problems that there are to solve and all the things they are to fix. So they're constantly kind of running through things to do, a, a, an endless to-do list, the to-do list of the universe, if you will. Just all the things that need to be done. And that's kind of where I would say the, um, the dialogue comes into play in terms of I know where you need to go and I've been where you need to go and I can get to that place but then I have to kind of feel and look at each individual person and say what could I potentially or possibly offer this individual person to get them into the same place how to bring people from many different directions to that same place and I do a little bit from my side and then also you guys have to do your work and kind of right it's this dance we work together to find our way together to that place I think one of the greatest myths and misconceptions of humanity at the moment would probably be the fact that we all think that there's something that we need to do to get better. That um, a lot of us are stressed, a lot of us are unhappy, a lot of us are busy a lot of us our minds are just racing a mile a minute and we believe that that's our kind of default resting state so we think I need to do something to get out of that state to get into a better state and what I'm here to tell you is that your default resting state is actually the state of peace the state of meditation what you're in normally Is not normal what we are in collectively is not normal and it would be as if you never lay down as if you were always walking around and picking stuff up and doing and the body was getting tense and tense and exhausted and you didn't kind of realize that there's this thing called rest where you just stop and lay lay the body down and the body can rest And that's kind of what we're doing with the minds, is the mind is always running. It's always trying to figure things out, solve things, control. Um, And that's kind of what you were mentioning before, is when we're confronted with the unknown, right, or something that's difficult, um, we want to try to control. And one of the ways is to maybe try to control, if it's like about another person, try to maybe control them or their behavior or what's going on. Or control what medications they're taking or what food they're taking or how much you know their routine or kind of their wellness or if not then at least worry a lot which we because worrying feels like control worrying it it kind of reminds me like a lot of people on their phones they played this like a Farmville game some years back where you like make a farm on your phone and do all this stuff and and I was in the monastery during this time and I saw somebody playing it and I kind of thought about what is that and why do people do that? And it's because it gives you the feeling like you're doing something, like you're feeling like you're being productive. You're like watering this thing and it's growing. It's almost like when I was a kid, they had like Tamagotchis, those little toys, right? They feed the little animal and it grows. You feel like you're doing something and you're watching your little character kind of move, but you f- it's that feeling that I'm productive. Even if you're literally just sitting there staring at your phone screen on this little virtual thing, nothing's happening. But that feeling of being productive, that's the feeling that worrying gives us also. That we sit and we worry and we worry and we spin our wheels, and even if we go nowhere, it's just at least it feels like we're doing something. It's like a way to somehow have some kind of control over something that you feel like you're, you're able to do something just by thinking about it incessantly and constantly. Um, But what it really leads to is burnout, what it leads to is stress, what it leads to is not being able to sleep, it leads to anxiety. And, you know, I think in general, um, I think the Dalai Lama said it well, he said, you know, if you ever have a, a difficult situation in life, you look at it and you say, is there anything I can do about this situation, yes or no? And the things that you can do, do those things. And the parts that you cannot do anything about, then let it go. And that's kind of where wisdom comes into that whole mechanism. It's to really start to know in life, you know, where can I be active? What can I actually do? And which things do I need just to let go? Even at least just let go of for now. And that's like a really big one. How do I let go for now? Yeah, maybe tonight's talk we can call it Let Go for Now. Yeah. Because I think even every time we meditate, we come into this room, and again, you know, I've, I've taught meditation all over the world. I lived in Germany for eight years, I was in India and in Australia. And I lead meditation to all the, you know, different people, but everyone's kind of the same in some ways. And what people need to start learning is, you know, when you come into a space like this, I'm going to leave all that stuff outside. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to take off my, my weighted backpack of concerns and just leave it outside for now. Yeah, and I'm going to come in here and I'm going to just let it go and rest and breathe and give myself a rest, give myself a break for now, just to regain some kind of sense of, of health, some kind of sense of peace, to recover from the craziness of the battlefield, you know, and when I'm done in here and I feel strong, I can then go back out and then I have the energy to continue. And again, with our bodies, it makes so much sense. We know you need to rest at night. You know, my work is done. Um, I, tomorrow will begin again, but with our minds, they go even into our dreams. You know, we, even in our dreams, we're trying to figure stuff out. It's like, there's no stop to it. It's, it's, it's relentless, it keeps going. And when I was in the monastery, I remember that I did my first meditation retreat. It was like five days. And we sat for something like 10 hours a day, just some insane amount of time. Just a lot of just sitting in a room with, you know, 50 people were just all sitting. And I remember my entire life flashed before my eyes, but over the course of those 50 hours, Just everything was coming up, all these memories, all these thoughts. But then even like paintings that I've never made, like art like ideas, like all these things, you know, whether it was memories and stuff I hadn't worked on in the past, whether it was stuff right now in my life that I didn't like, whether it was stuff I want to do in the future, it all came like the, the, the floodgates were up and everything came rushing in. And I yeah, I think that's kind of the normal procedure, I guess, what's gonna happen. But what started to happen was something would come up, and it would demand my attention. You know, it would, this feeling would come up, and I'd remember this bully back in you know, high school that called me a loser in front of his friends, and everybody laughed, and I'd be angry. And this thing would come up, and I wouldn't really know what to do with it. And I'd say, like, I know that I need to heal this, I know I need to fix this, but I don't know what to do with it right now. So I had to put it back down for now. Yeah. And then I'd sit there, and then a situation from, like, my childhood, like, my father would come up, and I'd look at that, and I'd say, Jesus, I need to deal with that. But I don't really know what to do with that right now. And I'd put it down, you know. And then this other worry would come up about, you know, you're a monk, you're in this monastery now. What, what is that? What are you doing, you know? How are you going to make a living? Are you going to be here in ten years? Like, what's going on? And I'd say, I don't know what to do about that, so I have to put it down for now and then a feeling would come up and it said oh my god you're going to be sitting here for the next hour you know how is that going to work are you going to be able to do that and i said well this is one that i can work with right now and i kind of spoke to that one and i said you know what i'm going to do is relax and try to not fight and kind of just allow myself to be here and then that one thing was like ah and then that was resolved and i kind of saw that in any given moments of life, through whatever mental, emotional, energetic uh, wisdom resources that we have, some of the things that are going to be coming up, you can, right away, deal with. You can say, oh, well, you know, it'll be OK, Seth. It's fine. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll get through this class together, you know? Um, and then there's going to be stuff that comes up, and you're going to say, no matter how much I spin this around in my head and in my heart, I'm not going to get an answer. Um, I, I want an answer, and someday I will look for that answer, but I don't have the resources to figure that out now. And there's, again, this wisdom to that. There's a wisdom to knowing what I should hold on to, what I should put down, when and where to hold stuff, where and when to put stuff down. Um, we, again, culturally have not received much mind training. So our minds are, we've learned how to obey. You know, we have learned in school it's a lot about being obedient and sitting and listening and doing what you're supposed to do and processing information that, you know, repetitive things in your mind, out your mind, uh, that you can carry into your jobs and things like this. But nobody's really taught us anything on the emotional spectrum. That's what our parents are supposed to do, and a lot of our parents didn't know that themselves, right? So they said, it. you know, it takes a village, but there are no villages anymore, right? <laughs> It's just these, you know, nuclear families that everyone's too busy, and so the kids are plopped in front of the TVs, and, you know, so you learn your emotional intelligence from, you know, sitcoms and things like this, um, for better or probably for worse, right? So, this understanding of, of letting things go for now, I think it's... If I could kind of teach one little easy thing to everybody in America, I would probably just teach them that little part that says, you know, allow your, your mind to rest, allow your heart to rest, the same way you're allowing your body to rest. That you should, the same way that every night your body rests, you should have a period every day that your mind and your heart can rest just for a little while. And literally, if you can do this for 10 minutes, If you could just do that for 10 minutes, it's enough to just recharge. If you could do it for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, awesome, great, keep going, you know. But even just that little break where you just allow yourself to put everything down, where you allow yourself to put the entire world down and just say, just for right now, just for this little amount of time, I'm going to just free my head, free my heart, allow myself just to be here. Yeah, allow myself just to breathe, rest, relax. Yeah, this is such like a revolutionary act of self-love also, right? It's like setting the ultimate boundary. It's just saying a big no to everything. Yeah, and just saying, I'm just going to be here with myself for myself. It's like when you take a bath, you know, and you just kind of close the door. You want everything else like out there. and I'm just going to be here with my bath, like just in your little space. It's like that. You're just kind of putting everything else outside. And you're saying, I'm just going to take this little time for myself. And you do that with intention. So even if you sit here and you start meditating or you know, trying to meditate or trying to relax, as it were, and one of those thoughts comes in, you very gently and easily just say, oh, you know, not I'll, you know, I know that I will deal with you at some point, but just right now, just give me a little break. I'm just gonna take a little time. And kind of the thoughts, everything just starts kind of slipping off like a, like a Teflon pan, right? That all that stuff just cuts, it starts slipping off because you've already made the decision just for now I'm gonna let that stuff go just for now, just for now. As important as that stuff is, as much as it's screaming in your face, deal with me, just just, not right now, just not right now. And learning that tool of how to put stuff down, how to put stuff down, how to let things go. That's really the key to kind of sanity. That's, that's the key to, to mental and emotional health is just knowing how to put stuff down because For the rest of your life, there's going to be problems, there's stuff to deal with. For the rest of humanity's existence, there will be things to deal with. After humans are long gone, there's still going to be problems, there's things still going on. So it's endless, so it's not like we're going to finally figure it out and then it's over. Yeah, I was in the monastery and this old Vietnamese monk came over to me and I was sweeping the floor and he's just laughing. And I look at him, and he just said, enjoy, enjoy. And I said, well, I'm working. Like, I'll work now, and I'll enjoy afterwards. And he said, no, no. Work is never finished. Enjoy now. And I just kind of stared at him, and I was like, my God, that's right. There is no end. There is always the next thing to do. There will always be the next thing that demands my attention forever forever. Until I die, there will be the next thing that demands my attention. And unless I can change my relationship to that, unless I stop thinking that happiness is this one day at the end of, like, a road when, like, I retire or when everything's okay or when everyone's happy and healthy and I'm fine and I have, you know, the love of my life and all the money that I need and this beautiful house and a swimming pool and I'm living in Hawaii and everything's working right, you know, then, ah, now I can relax and everything's okay. You know the happily ever after, as it were, that we were promised in Disney movies, you know. But that's not the reality, because even if you go to Hawaii, there's sunburn, you know. And there's always going to be something, there is always something. We have human bodies that are going to get sick, you know, that's just nature. We can't fight the nature of this reality. And all that we can do through these practices is how can I change my relationship to life yeah that is my true power my true power how can I change my perception my perspective the way that I relate to everything that's going on in a way that allows me to feel more peaceful and allows me to feel maybe more inspired or more at peace with everything and again this important tool of at least being able to put stuff down at least if nothing else just learning how to just say like for this little 20 minute 10 minute 15 minute whatever 10 second block of time I'm just gonna put everything down, I'm just gonna stop, I'm gonna allow myself to not be worried, to not be stressed to just have my free space just to rest, to heal, to heal my mind just to really recharge that battery a little bit Um, and then to kinda go back in the life and for people that have meditated for a little bit longer you know hopefully right ideally the line starts to bleed a little bit between meditation and daily life that when you practice more and more you build up that momentum that even when i'm you know in traffic in boston my meditation training kicks in and even when i'm sitting there in the car and i'm like late for something i let it go and i breathe and i can relax my body and i can say okay that you start to learn that relationship even in daily life and your entire life then slowly starts to become more spacious and open up and more easy Because you're starting to learn that tool Right, so this is almost like the training ground. We, we train that in here and you become familiar with it What that feels like what that process is like of just re- relaxing, resting, just being and slowly as you build up that tool that's something you can take out there, so This is almost more like a martial arts class than anything, right? I'm like teaching you the moves and then you can go out there and, you know, fight. Um, But it's something that you have to kind of practice. It's It's a process of familiarization. So if you do it once, that's great. You've made that experience. But if you actually want this to benefit you, you need to practice. It has to be something that people do. And that's why I lead classes, is that people, I kind of hold that space. Like, well, come here once a week at this time and let's become familiar with this feeling that eventually this becomes a new part of you that you can use in life, right? So that's, that's how the, uh, the consistency and the continuity actually are very important to that. So we will do today, um, we'll sit for about 20 minutes. And I'm going to lead that sit. I'll lead us into the meditation and I'll lead us out of the meditation. And really, so again, my impulse for today's meditation, I would say, it's, To say to yourself, just for now, I'm going to take this time for myself. Just for now, I'm going to leave, like there's literally a door right there. We're going to leave all of our stuff outside of that door in the reception area. Yeah, and I'm just going to sit here and anything that comes up, I'm just going to mentally toss it into the reception area and say, I'll pick you up, you know, when I put my shoes back on and I get my jacket you know. That we toss everything out there and we really intentionally do that and just say, I'm gonna take this little space for myself to breathe, rest, relax, and start to learn how to do that, what that's like. Because I wanna be able to do that every day. I want every day to be able to reclaim my space, my energy. So this is the time to practice that, okay? So we're gonna sit in a position in a way that feels comfortable and stable.